Hi everyone, I'm Les. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Anthropotamus, where we explore some of your favorite anthropology topics. Welcome everybody to our latest episode of Anthropotamus. We will be discussing the book, The Widow, A Pirate Ship Feared, Wrecked and Found by Martin W. Sandler. So, little backstory on this if you listened to our last episode. Uh, we had really enjoyed the narrator who had read the book of the last book we did. So I looked up the narrator, Jeff Cummings, and I just looked up all the books he's narrated. And I was like, which one is anthropology related? Uh, not only did I find a book about pirates, it's on Audible and only less than three and a half hours long. So, yeah, and narrated by Jeff Cummings. So how can you go wrong with that? Pirates, only three and a half hours long, narrated by Jeff Cummings. Great find, just saying. Yeah, what person doesn't like a pirate story? <laughs> I mean, granted, pirates are kind of big a-holes, but... Well... Uh, I mean, a good pirate story is a good pirate story. Can't go wrong. I think it depends on the pirate. I mean, the, I, we read... Well, spoiler alert, we read two pirate books... Well, you've read two pirate books. I haven't gotten to the second one yet. <laughs> I've read two pirate books. And it seems like, yes, while pirates were, generally speaking, pretty awful to uh, the people they were they were attacking, I don't know. I, I, I think that we, we have a skewed image of who pirates are. Skewed how? Well, it's mostly... From the uh, the records that most people have, or from the point of view of the establishment that's being attacked. Oh, that's true. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're still stealing and killing people, so. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think there was a one of the anecdotes in this uh, this book was about um, Blackbeard, and or maybe it wasn't Blackbeard. Blackbeard, but it was one of some some other pirate captain who just randomly shoots some of his crew every oh, once yeah, in a while. Yeah. And I'm I'm just thinking based on the structure that they talk about in in the actual books that I've read so far, I don't see how he could stay captain if he's just going around shooting his crew. That's true, unless he just doesn't do it very often, and it was people nobody else really liked to begin with. Maybe. I think it's a myth or, you know, whether or not it's, if he even did say that, maybe it's more of a, you say that to to instill fear and respect in, in others rather than actually do it. it. Kind of a Dread Pirate Roberts, if you, if you catch my meaning. Maybe he just did it once and then everybody just kind of went with it and created all these stories about him killing all his crew. <laughs> could be. It could be. Um... You know, I, I really like this book. Easy read. Uh, some interesting stories in it. Uh, like I said, Audible, it's only three and a half hours long. Less than three and a half hours. So I didn't notice until when I was looking up the full title of this book and stuff before we started recording that it said the reading age for this book is 10 to 14. <laughs> I was like, no wonder it's so easy to read. But, I mean, I don't feel like the, the book itself is meant for a 10 to 14 year old. You know, I I thought it was um it was a pretty fun read. 
there was a lot of information in there that was interesting and like eye-catching but it wasn't as um as detailed as uh as the well the other pirate book that i read um or as i thought it would be for more for a more non-fiction or academic type book so i don't really think but this falls the in the is, academic yeah i was gonna say it's not an academic book this book is not meant for academics it's meant for people who just like learning about pirates um, but I mean, I think that's I'm, what we tend to try to go for because we, we want on this show to not just attract academics. We want to just attract people in general who are interested in learning new things. So, uh, you know, there was, a, I feel like there's only one thing I disliked about the book and that was, he mentioned slavery cause this, this was during the time of slave trade and that triangle route between you know africa and americas and europe um and he if i want to remember correctly he made a comment about like yes slave trade is horrible but you know we weren't the only ones trading slaves um which is true yes slavery has been all around the world throughout human history but from my understanding is the u.s traded or treated slaves far worse than slaves were treated in other parts of the country and I remember reading you know even in my daughter's social studies book that and and I you know I've been homeschooling so I don't use the traditional social studies book you know public schools are probably using I use curiosity chronicles but um it mentioned that slaves were traded so bad in some of these regions I want to say in like sugar plantations that they were dying before they could you know have children which was the reason why they kept having to bring slaves in because they just kept dying so quickly because they were treated so badly so and they didn't he, he didn't touch on that he's just like yeah there was slave trading it was bad but everybody else was doing it too kind of kind of thing i think there was a part in the book when he mentioned how like on the ships they were treated so poorly that like they would they would buy fresh slaves and during the voyage they would lose like 30 percent to just yes you know poor conditions yes which is true he does mention that but at the same time it's like why you got to throw in that comment like oh but there is slavery all over the world so uh, he had to make himself feel better uh, i yeah i don't know it was kind of an odd i felt like an odd comment and little i don't know outdated outdated comment let's see what else is there to get on a less serious note so i don't remember know if you remember there was that story about that little boy who was on a ship that was yeah, uh something king yeah well he was you know the ship was attacked by pirates and he was like so amazed by these pirates he wanted to become a pirate too and threw a fit and i i want to say he made some threats so he can yeah. go become a pirate and i'm like he's he threatened to kill himself <laughs> and then threatened to kill his mother i'm like he, they wouldn't let him be a pirate I was like, what is wrong with you as a parent to let your child get away with that sort of behavior? Well, to be fair, they were being, uh, like, raided by pirates at the time. But, and like, why would your why, what sort of upbringing are you, are you having, it's, why would, why would you even have a child who would threaten to kill himself and you if he doesn't get his way? 
Well, think about what that child probably went through. I don't know exactly what they went through. I can't really speak to that. I don't know that uh, that person's history. Although I think we could probably look it up because they were uh, a notable figure. Yeah. Um, but what I can say is that, you know, around that time, I think they even mentioned it in the book, um, frequently kids as young as, like, five years old six years old were like forced to work in mines and other places like that but those are like poor children i don't think this is like an underprivileged child yeah i, don't I know. got the impression this was like middle upper class child who's on a voyage and decided to throw a little fit because he wanted to be a pirate but that could just be my biases as a parent who would be like what the hell is wrong with you child but i don't know yeah, I'm I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak to that. I just couldn't get this. Ah, it was just this image of this child throwing a tantrum in the middle of, you know, a ship filled with pirates, and I'm just like, ah, why would you, why would your child behave like that to begin with? In in that sort of situation where people are being, you know, you know what's weird? I didn't notice it while I was reading the book, but I just remembered that you know how they said that going, you know, becoming a pirate was called um, going on the account no i don't remember that well that that was what they called called it when you became a pirate you go on the account and it was because of the the articles that they you know the pirates had to basically you were emancipating yourself from um, from nations and, and all this stuff and joining the pirates life right mm-hmm and one of the rules that the pirates had set for themselves as a group stated that you can't have children or women on your ship. But there were women pirates. Oh, I'm sure of it. I think that this is more of a um, uh, a regional, maybe it was more of a regional thing, because they, they spent a lot of time in the, that I wasn't. Area. I mean, female pirates wasn't common, but I mean, I guess, I mean, I would get why you would not want women, because you wouldn't want people getting attached and creating these relationships that can create drama on the ship. Yeah, well, I was more thinking about the whole, uh, they literally brought a child into their crew because he threw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, it, they definitely broke one of their own rules there, I, you know, guidelines. And didn't they bring the woman on, the mom on the ship with them? I don't know, she was never mentioned again. I want to say, I don't remember what happened to her. Anyways, um, the other thing was when it discusses Bellamy meeting this, like, 15-year-old girl. And oh, how, my God. Uh, and how, like, supposedly they were in love and he was going to come back and marry her one day when he was rich or whatever. Whatever the story was. And he I'm like... He was, like, in his late... He was, like, almost 20, right? I don't remember how old he was at the time. And I was I, thinking, like, a man that was, like... In his 20s or 30s. See, I think they said that it, at the time he was not quite, tw- or not in, not yet into his 20s, or not quite into his 20s, something like that. I hope so. I hope it wasn't like a creepy situation. I mean, which wouldn't be unusual for that time period, but... It's still pretty creepy, like a 15-year-old girl... Um, and a 20-year-old. And a 20-year-old. Uh, I think for that time period, that makes more sense. Maybe. It, yeah. you know, it... it for the time period, you you do have um, arranged marriages that are like that age, but at the same time, I don't know. We're looking at it from a modern lens, so it's kind of skewed. Well, 
well, I was thinking of it. He was like in his thirties, but that you sit if you say that he was much younger than it doesn't. I don't find it as creepy. But what got me was that I don't think they ever. I think they mentioned that there was never any letters found that she wrote. Only letters that he wrote, and I'm like. I mean, I just imagine this guy saw this girl once and was like, oh, yeah, she's all in love with me. And just him bragging to his friends about this pretty girl he met (laughs) when really she probably didn't even remember his name after like a month went by. She probably never actually (laughs) met him. Uh, I know, right? Maybe he just saw her across a hill somewhere. (laughs) He's a pirate stalker. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, there's this. I mean, there's this whole legend about their love and how she waited for him. And I'm like, she probably didn't even wait for him. She probably married some rich doctor and had 10 kids. Like, <laughs> Everybody loves a, a romance. It's so. not even a romance. It's this one-sided story some man created. Like, I can't, I can't, I just really, the fact that it's just, from his perspective, no letters were ever found from her. And I'm like, I bet this, there was no relationship. He probably just made it all up bragging about himself. Oh, probably. Like, I mean, he was the captain of a ship. Who's going to question him on it? I know, right? He's like, hey, guys, listen to about this hot girl I saw on a mountain somewhere. She's totally in love with me. Maybe it was just his excuse for not, like, you know, taking women or or anything like that when he was out at port or when they were at, uh, like, at port or something like that. I'm sure he was still with, like, prostitutes and stuff, like. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was. I I don't think he, the author talked about that, but then again, it was written for 10-year-olds, so. That's um, true. There's that. Well, I don't think um, it was written for 10-year-olds. It was just a. A reading, reading level. level. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. and a side note on that, uh, when I worked public affairs in the Air Force, we were told to write at like a third grade level because that was like the average reading level of people. So. Yeah. People don't read. Yeah. And you that's, see. Yeah. I, no. I never thought of myself as the, as the ac- academic type growing up. Like I was an outside kid. Mm. I wanted to go do things, just be out there and get dirty. I was fine with that. But it turns out I'm the nerd. <laughs> like, um, I'm like, when did that happen? What, what, like... When you grew up? <laughs> I don't know. Well, see, I, by the time I finished high school, I had already read, like... And I did... I, I started counting the books, like, last year to see how many books I'd actually read. By the time I finished high school, I had already read, I want to say, 30 or 40 um, novels. I have no idea how many books I read. I mean, I read a lot growing up. I have no idea how many books I read, though. Yeah. It, as somebody with dyslexia, I never thought of myself as a reader until, mm-hmm. you know, I had, you know, been, uh, like, doing it for years. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're off topic, so. Totally. Back to the book. <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought that was funny. I'm just like, this is such a man perspective on their romance. He yeah. had to tell the uh, the tales of his great love and conquest. I know, right? Probably didn't even have any conquests. I almost feel like, though, that, yes, pirates were bad. But then they had the system where people were treated equally. You know, like, um, black people, they had black pirates 
who supposedly were treated much better than if, you know, they lived a normal, quote, unquote, normal life in, uh, uh, you know, in, in South America or, you know, you get my point. They were treated better. Yeah. I almost feel like, you know, they focus more on the importance of people's actions, whether rather than their, you know, personal identity, their race or their whatever. So I almost feel like a pirate life would be much more accepting uh, if he was gay. That's but true. I, I could be completely wrong because I don't know a lot about pirates. But Well, from what I understand, it was much more of a, um, a liberal society. Uh, yes, they were also anti... Uh, establishment anti-establishment yeah well they were kind of a um well they were more democratic than most other cultures when there were cultures of like tyranny monarchy and all these other like actual total control societies that was where you could go and be a free person you're not attached to this king or that king but you were attached to your crew but you're attached to your crew. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think it's like a lot of the people who became pirates did so because of the, you know, horrible circumstances. But I'm sure that there were a, a, a good amount that left those societies because of the social rules that prevented them from being who they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the book as a whole just felt like a, a fun accounting of a, the pirate's life. I thought it was... Um, gonna be a little more detailed than it was but at the same time it was also just kind of a love letter to this specific ship mm-hmm. is what it felt like you know i honestly I, I agree i did expect it to be a little bit more detailed more academic like um but i like that it wasn't it made it more i felt like a more of a fun read um and you know the language he uses and his writing style is very um, welcoming to, you know, whoever likes pirates. Um, <laughs> Want to learn about pirates? So. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was um, it was a fun read, and honestly, if this is a if this is a good example of this person's work, I would gladly read another book by him. Yes, yeah, so this author has like sixty books he's ri- written, so. You have your topics to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look. Yeah, maybe we'll do another one of this author. Maybe he has a more recent book. This book came out like in 2017. Anyways, he does finally go into, um, you know, the archaeology of the ship, uh, discussing the destructive. I mean, archaeology is a destructive activity to begin with. uh, But the archaeologists that, discovered and excavated this ship i don't know if they ex- would say excavated I, I don't know if they actually i don't remember if they actually i'm sure it's still there in the water i don't know i don't remember what it said at the end of the book <laughs> but you know it just talks about how it's not they don't use proper though these specific archaeologists do not use proper methods um using dynamite wait I don't remember them talking I'm, about dynamite. I remember that they... I um, don't know if they used dynamite specifically for this ship, but they did talk about the the pro- issues with these sorts of archaeologists, if that's what you want to call them, who go around looking for, like, sunken ships and stuff and how sometimes they'll use di- di- dynamite to, like, 
unearth the stuff that's down there and how destructive it is. And, and you know, when he first mentions that, I'm thinking, oh, my God, all the coral. They're destroying coral. Mm-hmm. Didn't they call him like a, a just a treasure hunter? They, they Maybe that's how like, they refer to him. I don't remember. I did listen to this book like a few weeks ago. I mean, really, I mean, it's cool that they found this ship, but not so cool that their methods were not the best methods you could use. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also very interesting, though, when they did find the ship, they realized they had been, everyone had been spelling the widow wrong the whole time. (laughs) Also, I thought it was interesting how what they had in the media out there when they hadn't even found anything yet and they just got so lucky when they were able to find proof that it was the widow the yep. day they were recording yeah like what are the odds of that happening i think that you hear stories about it and you know you're right to ask about the odds because it just doesn't seem likely mm-hmm. i wonder if they didn't find something before and then just kind of sit on it until the day of to increase the drama Maybe. Maybe that's what they did. That would make more sense to me. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about the book. <laughs> no, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was, a like you said, a fun read. Uh, I put it on while I was doing some laundry, and it was basically just, a, you know, made the time fly by. The Widow, A Pirate Ship Feared, Wrecked and Found by Martin Sandler. We definitely recommended it. Recommend it. Short easy to read, educational, fun pirate stories in it. Um, You can find it on Amazon. Uh, Head over to our website, anthropotamus.com. Click on our book recommendation link and you'll see a list of books we have reviewed with links to where you can purchase them on Amazon. Until next time, bye. Do you have anything else, Les? Uh, Yo ho, yo ho. (laughs) (laughs) pirate life for me thank you all for listening distribution of anthropotamus is in collaboration with the american anthropological association please continue to follow us on instagram and twitter at anthropotamus for our latest episodes show notes and book discussion schedule